Welcome to the Seattle Mariners baseball podcast. I mean, stop singer. Toss on off the first in time to get seven. Three run homer. Robinson can off the lefty specialist Fernando Abad. And the Mariners lead it five to four. Goodbye baseball. Straight away center field. Cano and Cruz go back to back. And the king when the Mariners needed him the most. Two hits over seven. Scoreless innings. Now, here's your host, Gary Hill. Welcome back to the Seattle Mariners Baseball Podcast. Gary Hill back with you. Thanks for being back once again. As the winning streak has come to an end, the Mariners fall to the Twins last night, 2-1. to one, A narrow victory for Minnesota. Ems get the series, but they have to keep the brooms in the closet as the Twins win 2-1. to one. Mariners now back below 500 by a game 30 and 31. They welcome in the Blue Jays for a big three-game series. We'll talk about that here in a few minutes. We'll also hear from Burt Blylevin, which is always entertaining, and also Gene Segura off of his contract extension. You'll get to hear from him as well. So a big podcast is always here on a Friday. Looking forward to a very fun weekend. Mariners, you, know, you look at the game last night, and I guess you file this under. You can't win them all because they had. There's two big plays in the ball game that I circle, and they're kind of tip your hats to the Twins kind of plays. One, Robinson Cano batting with runners on the corners, and he gets robbed of at least. Well, he gets robbed of extra bases, at least one RBIs, probably two. As Byron Buxton, he's been doing this to teams all year. The Mariners saw it firsthand. An incredible play in center field. The one-one to Robbie Swing and a line shot center field. Buxton going back, leaps up and he makes the catch on the run, and he falls to the warning track. Byron Buxton, a running catch straight away center field and deep. Racing back to Rob Robbie Cano of an extra base hit, and he just saved a couple of runs for Minnesota. What a catch. And the other, a ball that was absolutely scorched up the middle, nearly took the glove off the pitcher's hand into center field. With runners aboard, just one out. One run would have scored on that play if it gets into center field, and who knows what happens after that, but a tremendous play. The one nothing pitch, swinging a liner, caught by the pitcher. Rogers throws back the second and doubled up. Robbie Cano at second base, and that'll end the inning. Holy smokes, what a catch by the pitcher, Taylor Rogers. A line shot right back at him off the bat as inning. Bergman pitched well, five innings, gave up one earned run. And that was it. The bullpen the rest of the way, four scoreless. But the Twins hang on to salvage the finale of the three-game series. Also, you know, it's been easy to forget, I think, when you look at the Mariners' offense and the amount of runs they're churning on a nightly basis. But you look at a night like last night, you know, Segura not at the top of the lineup, so you're missing your leadoff man. Hanniger, of course, has been out for a long time. He's making his way back, but... You've been without your two-hitter for a long time. And like last night, the last couple of games, you're out Nelson Cruz, your cleanup man. So you've been playing at least the last handful of games without one, two, and four in your lineup. I guess it's pretty remarkable. They've been putting up as many runs as they have. But on nights like that, you just wonder how much, you know, if you have Cruz in the lineup, but if Segura's there, uh, you wonder what you could have done offensively. Well, I know, and I know you're the same way too, it, it will be fun to get them all back healthy and in the same lineup for an extended period of time because it really hasn't happened this year 
at full strength your entire lineup at once, and still they're one of the top scoring teams in the American League, but they could have a lot of fun offensively when that becomes the case. So the Mariners fall 2-1 to one to Minnesota. Here's what the skipper said after the ball game. Luck was not on our side tonight. It happened some nights. Um, you know, we've been playing very good baseball, and you know, outside of one little miscue tonight, we did play a very good ball game. Uh, I thought Gibson was really good. Uh, mixed in his curveball really well. Uh, was locating the fastball. Uh, kept our guys. It was really hard to get much going against him. But, uh, you know, Bergie gave us a chance. That's what he's been doing lately. And then our bullpen, again, you know, keeps it right there and, you know, keeps the score tight for us. But, uh, you know, a couple key plays in the game. I see the, the ball that Buxton ran back over diving, uh, you know, with a couple guys on. I think Cano hit that in the fifth inning. And then, uh, you know, uh, the line drive double play there in the eighth that Zanino hit. So, uh, again, we continue to play really good baseball. Um, just wasn't our night tonight. But, you know, given two runs up against that team, uh, you know, we'll take that. Most times we'll be on the, the better side of uh, this thing. But, you know, it happens again. I'm really happy with the way we're playing, and hopefully we continue that here throughout the weekend. That that air from two airs, I guess, from Cano there in the fifth inning, just a, a lapse from him, or oh, I don't know, lap. airs happen. You know, they're they're part of the game. No matter how great players are, uh, it does happen once in a while, and uh, you typically don't see it out of Robbie. He's got great hands, uh, one of the most sure-handed second basemen in the league. But uh, you know, it got away from him, and you know, the throw was offline. Obviously, short hop there at third, and you know, very uncharacteristic play, but it happens once in a while. Pitch count got up. I mean, kept you in it, but it, it, it did. Yeah, you know, he really had a hard time putting them away early. A lot of foul balls, a lot of deep counts. Um, I think in the second inning, he was already at like, you know, into the high 40s in pitches. So we probably we knew at that point it's probably going to be five innings tonight. And uh, but again, you know, he continues to uh, do a good job for us. I can't say enough about the job that that he has done. Um, you know, he throws strikes. He goes after him. Uh, he's not going to blow anybody away, but you know he's really gained some confidence too, which which is great for him. Catch by Buckstein. He's, he's he's pretty good out there. He's a special athlete. He's as good as it gets in our game. Uh, how he runs and you know can run balls down in the outfield is as fast as Dyson is in the outfield. You know, Buxton strides probably more like probably what Junior looked like here running around a few years ago. Uh, it's a special athlete, and he yeah, made a great catch. You know, that does happen in this game. And now the attention gets turned to the Toronto Blue Jays, right now last in the East, which is a very rugged division at this point, at 29-31. and 31. But they are playing their best baseball of the season. Remember, they really struggled to start the year. I mean, they had one of their worst Aprils in franchise history. They were 6-17 and 17 to start the year. They had the worst record in baseball. They are being outscored by 1.1 runs per ball game. And their offense struggled mightily in April. And, of course, I mean, sometimes Blue Jays and Mariners, I think, can look in a mirror. They really struggled with injuries, uh, missing Donaldson for an experience, uh, expended length of time. They were missing Martin behind home plate as well. Tulewiski was out. I mean, they're missing huge chunks of the offense. But things have turned around. They won their last couple of games in April. And they started to play really well. They won 7 of 8 near the midway point of May. And then after losing 5 of 6, they had uh, finished up May by winning 8 of 9. So they've been playing much better baseball. They're still missing Aaron Sanchez in their starting rotation. That has hurt a little bit. They've missed Hap for a lot of the year, but he is back. So they're getting more healthy and they're playing better. Also, they're getting, I think, some unexpected production, at least at the level they're getting. 
and Justin Smoke, who I think if you realistically look at the first base position in the American League, he is, as of right now, he's probably an all-star. I mean, he's been playing that well for Toronto. Already 17 home runs on the season. He's closing in on his career high, and he's really kept Toronto afloat in what has been an injury-plagued season so far for the Blue Jays. So it's going to be a big three-game series. Gavilio will get the ball tonight for the Mariners, and he, of course, has pitched well for the M's. On Saturday, great pitching matchup. It's going to be Marcus Stroman against Ariel Miranda. Miranda, of course, coming off the complete game. And then James Paxton will go on Sunday. So the Mariners have won 8 of 10. The Blue Jays are playing good baseball. This is going to be a very fun series at Safeco Field. The Mariners, of course, a little revenge on their mind from a series they struggled in Toronto earlier this year. So 7-10 first pitch tonight, 7-10 on Saturday, and then we'll see you Sunday at 1-10. That's going to be James Paxson against Jay Happ on Sunday to wrap up the series. So it's going to be a fun one. Mariners and Blue Jays. Someone we were hoping to see in this series, but won't for a while, although it looks like his timetable has been pushed up. Gene Segura, fresh off of his contract extension, sits down with Shannon Dreyer. When you were traded to Seattle, you knew Jerry, you knew Robinson Cano. What else did you need to see to know that this was the right place for you? I mean, as soon as I get that trade, like I say, I know it was, was going to be a good home for me, especially because if he was you know, help me uh, uh, far away from me, imagine it would just get close to me, how, you know, how important it's going to be to me to play, to to hang, in the, you know, nest, nest to hang in second base and I play shortstop. I mean, it's going to be one of the best years of my career. And how has that been for you? I mean, he hasn't helped you just off the field, on the field, but off the field. You guys are close friends, and now you are closer, and you see too much of them? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, we, you know, we're really good. Uh, we're close. Uh, everything that, that I had in mind, I come into hang. Uh, you know, he gave me some good advice. Uh, yeah. Even in a uh, uh, baseball field, outside the baseball field, how do they get, you know, as a better person, better player, uh, better human. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, sometimes we make a mistake. Some because we're human, we're not perfect. But you know, when you got people like hanging around you, trying to uh, they do best uh, to me, it's, it's awesome. How different is Gene Segura now than three, four years ago? Uh, the confident, you know, confident came back. Uh, the trust, the ability to play ball. You know, a couple of years ago, I lose my song. I had a lot of problems with it. You know, with contract stuff uh, with all the team. Uh, you know, I lose my son in the middle of the season in 2004, 2014. Uh, you know, I guess squaring it in, in my face with the bat with Ryan Brown. Uh, it was a lot of problems over there. Already my mind was not uh, in the right place to play baseball. And it was like everything no. taken away. It was like they take me away, the, the, the motion, the feeling to play ball. And when you play like that, I don't think so. you're going to get so sad. And now you go out there and you play easy and you play free. Yeah, exactly. Now I go there, I'm enjoying playing baseball right now. Uh, not because I'm doing well, because I'm, you know, 
because I'm, and now I care. Now I know it's the people behind me that support me and they care about the way that I, you know, play the ball instead of, you know, just me all the time. It was neat to see you address your teammates who were here in the room. And it wasn't just Robbie. It was Ben Gamble. It was Tyler Motto, Taylor Motter. It was all of them. Yeah, like I said, I mean, this guy been huge for us. Looking what they've been through, you know. I get, you know, a couple games off. Motter go there and do a great job. Gamble, you know, we miss, we lose Mitch. And Gamble comes on and do some great effort. I like the way he kicked on to, to his business and... And it's, it's amazing how guys like that. You're here for a while now. I'm going to assume you want to win. I'm going to assume you want to be in the playoffs. What do you? What does this team need to I do mean, to get there? I mean, it's, it's how it goes. We're playing really good right now. We win eight the last nine game. So the guys do a really good job pitching offense. And like you said, we're not score nine, ten runs all the time. We're going to, you know, score some, some less and run and that, but... You know, with pitchers continue to do what they've been doing and the hitting been doing what they've been doing, we're going to be good. Last night there was a neat moment. Robinson Cano was doing the TV interview after the game, and you were popping up behind him, smiling, big smile the entire time. What were you thinking then? I was trying to make him fun a little bit because he's a home run. You know, it was it was like crying about it before the game. What? Can I fight it up? I'm going to have 240 million. I don't get any heat. I don't get any home runs. And it comes down. You're going to hit some home runs. You're going to get some hits. You score the ball out. You just can't foul. But, you know, it's, it is what it is. It's just have fun a little bit with Robbie. And I think he loves it. He likes it. Well, you can help him a little bit too now, which is great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's why we are best friends. <laughs> Last question. Have you forgiven Jerry Depoto for trading you the first time? No, 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 it's okay. It's over. I mean, it's over. At that time, I understand Jerry. And like I say to a lot of people, thanks Jerry for, for making that trade. If he don't make that trade, who knows gonna be, where they're going to be. Maybe maybe in the Angels' stock or, or what, what else are going to be, you know. For, it may, for him to make that trade, give me the opportunity to play every day in the middle level, that's made me the kind of player that I am right now. Well, congratulations and get that ankle well. We want to see you out there. All right, thank you. Well. <laughs> thank you. And time now to hear, this is always fun, from the Hall of Famer, Burt Blylevin. It is Hall of Famer, Burt Blylevin. <laughs> you know, Burt, uh, you, you do uh, 100-some games for the Twins? I do 80, 80 games now, Aaron. Okay, well, yep. we're, we're very grateful that you decided to come to oh, Seattle. Well, why wouldn't you? It's beautiful. Beautiful here. We just came from Anaheim. I have uh, children that live down in Southern California. And then from here, t- tonight, we're going to San Francisco. So three beautiful ballparks on this road trip. How would you pitch to Miguel Sano? Oh, I'd walk him. <laughs> Hope the next guy hits into a double play. You know, he's not missing many pitches. You know, he's going to strike out. Like mm-hmm. all power hitters, Sano's going to strike out. But when he makes contact, he's a big, strong kid. And, you know, he can hit some uh, monstrous-type home runs. But he's also hitting for an average, which is uh, really good to see, and driving in runs. Bert, you're in the Hall of Fame. we got a guy that I believe should be in the Hall of Fame, and Edgar Martinez, who's been our hitting coach now for the last few years uh, what was it like facing Edgar Martinez you know what Edgar Martinez was a true professional as a pitcher that knew I was going to pitch against the Mariners in a series I would come out if they say the third game of the series I'd come out and watch batting practice and Edgar Martinez to me was one of the true professionals about what he tried to do to yeah. prepare himself for the game he hit off a tee but batting practice he would take 
you know, all the first time, first round the other way toward right field. And then a second time up, he'd hit some up the middle, third round, usually third or fourth. Then he'd try to spray the ball a little bit. But he just had great work ethic, and, uh, you know, he was fun, fun to pitch against. I, I looked at the numbers. He was four for six off of me, and I think he hit a home run, but who didn't? <laughs> <laughs> you know, Bert, I was curious, because uh, you pitched for such a long time, and your career takes you to Cooperstown. We see so many arm injuries now in baseball. And so many guys are max effort. Your normal average pitch over the course of your career, what percentage of effort were you throwing that pitch with? I won max effort from the beginning, but I was also in shape to go nine innings. You know, I had 242 complete games. So back then, you know, you were given that baseball, and you're, you hope that, you, you know, you shook hands with your teammates after nine innings. That was your goal. Uh, today's game a little bit different. I don't understand what max effort exactly means. You know, yeah, you have relievers come in for one inning, and yeah. everybody wants to throw 100 miles an hour, but when you walk two or three guys in that period, what good is it? You know, but as a starter, I thought uh, 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 the pitcher last night, uh, uh, Mejia, should have went one more inning. He had 95 pitches. He had one bad inning, so it happened to be the fifth, but we came back. We scored. He had the lead, but it I don't like the pitch count. I never had the yeah. pitch count. It used to be when I pitched, the hitters let us know when we were done. Right. You know, not, not some number. Bert, uh, we had a guy four days ago, Ariel Miranda, go all the way. First complete game by a Mariner starter this year. Just doesn't happen anymore. That stat is a dinosaur. You went, you, you had a lot of complete games, a lot of uh, shutouts in your major league career. When did that really start to change where guys didn't have that cg anymore probably in the 90s somewhere when the pitch count first came in late 90s uh you know i don't quite i'm still i say it on the air for tv for the twins i'm still waiting for the first guy to actually blow up on the mound when he throws his 101st pitch you know (laughs) but uh you know to me it's more how many innings were you under duress you know men on second and third and one out you got to get a big out you know if if you're cruising for five or six innings and your pitch counts up to 90 go 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 with it you know and uh yeah but that's not the game today but Aaron you asked me about that I don't think even though these pitchers today I feel are bigger and stronger than we probably were when when in our era they don't know how to pitch you know like sir for example Kyle Gibson tonight they signed him a number one pick six, seven years ago because he had a good sinker slider. And now he's trying to finesse everybody. He's lost that confidence out on that mound, and you can see it, that he's trying to aim the ball rather than letting it go. You cannot be afraid to fail. All right, you're going to, with baseball, is going to come failure. But if you learn from that, you're going to succeed. And that was my belief throughout my career. The cover of the most recent Sports Illustrated, features a hand holding a baseball. It's the hand of Lance McCullers, who is known for his spike curveball. You are a guy who, in your career, known for the curveball as well. That's a pitch that was popular, then lost its popularity, now is very much in vogue again. How have you seen the curveball kind of course its way throughout Major League Baseball? It's hard to explain on radio, but, but you know what? You don't use the same muscles in your arm on a curveball than you do your fastball or slider. Uh, you're more you're more in the lower part of your elbow where your ligament is. On a curveball, it's more up on the top part to where you're pulling down. Even if I, if you do that right there, you can feel the muscles up on top mm-hmm. working it. 
fastball is the extension of your arm. Pitching is nothing more than, it's a big word for me, elasticity, where you have to throw the ball, okay? You've got to release the ball. But pitchers today are lifting weights. All right, to me, we never lifted weights. We had a 12-ounce curl late at night. That was our weights. <laughs> but when, when pitchers lift weights, you're contracting your muscle. And to throw a baseball is the opposite. So guess what? That rubber band in that elbow area is kind of stretching, and a, and a lot of them are, are popped. And they, they end up getting a Tommy John surgery. Bert, tell us a little bit about this Twins ball club. First place right now by a game over the Cleveland Indians, National League Central. Last year, only 59 wins, 103 losses. What's been the biggest difference last year, this year? I think these young kids are getting at-bats, which they had last year, and they've learned how to fail maybe a little bit last year. And now all of a sudden you see Sano, you see Rosario, you see Buxton, you see Kepler, you see Polanco, whose grandfather passed away. He's not here for this three-game series. But you see these young kids starting to get it. Uh, you know, you have Maurer, you have Dozier, you have Castro now, and uh, Jimenez behind the plate that are veterans. Good communication. Paul Molitor, I think, is doing a great job. The coaching staff works their tail end off to try to get these guys positive for every ball game. Bert, this has been a lot of fun. We could talk to you forever. Finally, can you tell us why people should eat bananas? Uh, yeah, it has potassium in it. Very good. You don't cramp up. Have you ever seen a weak monkey? Yeah, I've never seen Come a weak on. monkey. Come on. That's your line, Bert. <laughs> Bert, this has been fun. Thanks for swinging by. Aaron, thank you. And, and next Thanks, time Bert. I come here, next year, I expect a round table, okay? <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. We'll get one for you. Hall thank of Famer, Bert Blylevin, kind enough to Thanks, swing Bert. by the booth and join us. The pitch on the way to Harold Reynolds. And a fastball belted deep to left field. Back is Anderson to the track, the wall. It is Grand Salami time. My, oh, my. Harold Reynolds with not only the home run, but his first career grand slam home run. And the Mariners break it open. It is 9-5 on the first pitch from Kevin Hickey. And you ought to see the smile on Harold Reynolds' face. Boom! See you later!